Hey guys, welcome to episode four of The Doctor and the Dork. This is Frankie here with Olivia, and uh, I suppose let's get right into it this week. So uh, we're excited to be on episode four here. Um, that's three, you know, that's three more than we thought we'd get. So we thought this was dying in the very first week for sure. Um, but I just want to uh, give a big shout out to, if you guys haven't heard yet, our fantastic intro and outro music. And if you've taken a look at our cover art, it was all done by our friend AJ. Um, he's a good friend of ours uh, who is very closeted with the fact that he's a fantastic musician and a great artist just in general. I think this guy has more musical bones in his body than like the, a large amount of people. Like I can't do anything close to what this guy can do. So I uh, just wanted to give a big shout out to him. Olivia, you got anything to say? Uh, no, thank you, AJ. He was very good at our logo. We went back and forth a lot, and I don't think we even knew what we wanted for our logo. And then once he kind of came up with something, then we were like critics. I was like, no, no, but we wanted this thing instead. And he did even better than we were hoping. And one day he's going to have an album, and we're going to promote it on our podcast. So yes, so soon tuned. to come, AJ's music. Don't worry, guys. It'll be happening. <laughs> So uh, I guess we're just going to go over our week, and uh, Olivia, I'll let you take it away. Yeah, so I think one of the biggest updates from our last episode was you were talking a big game about our tennis situation against mm. my aunt and Joe. That is true. And I'm here to announce they are infinitely better than us, so much so that we couldn't even play against them. Um, yeah, so what ended up happening was it went boys versus girls, and... Uh, it was a close match. The girls kicked our butts the entire first round and like the first half of the second round, I guess it's technically a match. Um, but we rallied and we won the second match and then our sudden death literally went to the very end. Like we barely won. So. Yeah, it was definitely a lucky win. I think if we had played young against old, though, we definitely would have. Oh, the 0% chance <laughs> we were winning. We talked a whole lot of shit. I didn't believe that they were actually pros. And uh, Joe and I, if you ever listen to this, shout out. You guys are amazing at tennis and schooled our asses the yeah. entire like hour and a half. We couldn't even correctly keep a score. So like we went and yeah. it was not very good. That was rough. Yeah. Um, also this week, we went and visited one of Frankie's old army friends. Um, yeah, so we went and visited uh, my bud Rodriguez. Um, he is stationed up recently back from Hawaii. This guy signed a contract to go to Hawaii, and God damn it, did he love it. He had a great time, he was telling me. And, uh, of course, he comes back to uh, Fort Drum, New York. Like what a one eighty. That's like you couldn't. That is heaven and hell right there. He was he was waking up on the beach in Japan, Okinawa, and now he is in miserable Fort Drum. I I mean, I, having just visited him, I can sincerely say there's like nothing up there. And with COVID nineteen going on, you know, yes, we uh, yeah, we went up there anyway. Um, <laughs> hate us if you need to. Yeah, hate, hate me if you need to. But anyway. Um, yeah, no, there just was not a lot going on, especially with all the COVID. Though I did get to go to an Ollie's for the first time oh, in my yeah, life. Oh yeah, you like that? I was, I was worried. Um, Ollie's is actually pretty cool. Uh, I really don't know what to say about it. It, it was so is not all off brand stuff. Yeah, I get nervous when I me. when I suggest discount things to Frankie because he's kind of a brand, and I'm 
brand new kind of brand snob. You know, he gets his Lando like butters and he likes to buy his cars brand new. So when <laughs> I bring it to a no, place no, like no. Ollie's Bargain Outlet, that <laughs> like, makes look, me I don't mind nervous. buying stuff at a flea market, right? Uh-huh. But like somebody's hand me down like a craftsman tool, yeah. you know, something that, that I know is made well. Who wants to buy a cheesy screwdriver? It breaks in the first... I've literally... I've had this happen to me. I thought I could get away with using a chintzy screwdriver and the tip, like the bit, the flathead bit just shattered on me. Yeah. And all I was doing was undoing... It was a really tight up uh, self-tapping screw. But anyway, yeah. So I hate off-brand shit. It's Ollie's bragging out loud. If you're looking for an ad on a podcast, (laughs) this is your opportunity. Ollie's will never hear us. (laughs) Um, While we were there, though, something Frankie was really talking up was this movie oh. called Whiplash. So, Olivia is never going to admit this, but <laughs> if you guys haven't seen the movie Whiplash, highly recommend. Apparently, it came out in 2014, but for whatever reason, my Apple News thought I needed to see stuff about it like doing really well at like a... Um, uh, like a, it's a movie event. Um, you know what I'm talking about? Where yeah, they do like the... film festival? Yes, thank you. A film festival. Um, yeah, so it showed me a couple different ones, like, that were just raving about how good this movie was. And truth be told, that movie was awesome. The insults I heard were nothing but A1, like, <laughs> destroying someone's entire self-confidence level of insults. It just, uh... It was alright. I give it a 6.5 out of 10. It was pretty average, I'd say. The only thing I'll give it good for is that it wasn't too long. So usually... You watch an average movie and it's two hours and 30 minutes and you're like, wow, for half my life gone, that wasn't very good. But this one was only like an hour 45, so it was like, eh, it was decent entertainment for a short amount of time. Yeah, it, it was nice. It was definitely not too long. You don't. There's not a huge plot line to it. It's just a very short plot line. And uh, I think they made it work really well. I was impressed. It was fresh. It was, look, it wasn't a ripoff That's of like true. another movie. Yeah, it's very So very it was a fresh plot line. It kept you mildly hooked. Um, if you enjoy jazz music, it's fantastic for that. And uh, I forget the other guy's name, but you have Miles Teller, if anybody knows who he is. Um, and I forget the older guy's name. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, but you know I don't. Whiplash, know. good ass movie, highly recommend. Worth the hour forty five. <laughs> um, while we're on the topics of reviews, should we bounce into our book review? Yeah, yeah, we can do that. All right. Um, I'd like to say before we start that Frankie and I haven't even discussed the book yet, so this is going to be new to everyone, even us. Yeah. I mean, we read the first 50 pages together, but then it was crunch time and we needed to actually read it. <laughs> so um, the book we ended up reading was uh, Damned by Chuck Palahniuk, Palahniuk. and um, so I think we mentioned it in episode three, right? Yeah. So uh, yeah, we finished wrapping it up, and what we think we're going to start doing is once a month we're going to go over a book. And we're going to announce the next one in this episode, which we'll get to that in a couple minutes. Um, And then, you know, at the end of the month, so every four episodes, we'll uh, do a book review on it. We're not going to do entire spoilers, but we'll just go over our favorite points and things like that. Um, Yeah, Olivia, take it away. You just finished up uh, Damned First, so uh, what do you think? I did. I did just finish it this morning, actually. Um, It was okay. It definitely got, like, marginally better than it started. Um, I still found the girl to be very annoying throughout the entire book. And I felt about halfway through it got a little predictable. I saw the ending coming. Did you? Yeah. Really? Did you not see the ending? No, when I first read it, so this was my second read-through of the book, and uh, 
the first time, I did not see that coming at all. Really? That she, well, we'll just go into it, but she's a written, uh, like, allegedly, like, uh, Satan made her, like, in a diary, like, wrote her entire life out. Yeah. That was, like, supposed to be the big punchline right there. That was supposed to be the punchline? Oh, yeah. That was supposed to be, like, the whole book buildup right I don't there. think so. I thought the whole book buildup was that she wasn't even supposed <clears throat> to be in hell. Yeah, I don't know. I thought I mean, the devil thing was just supposed to be ironic because some people always say God's already pre-planned everything in your yeah. life. So I thought that was just supposed to be like a twist on that. I, I personally that was... thought that was the big, uh, really? the big slam is when yeah. he revealed that to her. I didn't even understand what was going on at that point, to be honest. No? Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, he meets her in the cab again. And it's like a flashback of And then that. once again, I've just been so disappointed with all the endings <clears> of my <throat> books recently. So like... Does she end up going back to Earth? Or, like, because I know, because the way the book ends, right, is that she's, they go to Halloween up on Earth. Yep. And she purposely misses the car ride home. That was what I understood happened. Oh, no, no, no. So uh, she missed it, but then it sounded, they made it sound like she was going to make it back to hell. But anyway, before we ruin the whole book on you guys. (laughs) So um, we'll talk more about it in our own time. But so the book was great. I mean, we got to circle back to what you thought of the book overall, though. I hated it. I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I don't like books when they jump back and forth between what's happening now and what happened in the past without giving you either some sort of visual cue or some sort of written cue. Okay. And she would jump back and forth and I'd be like, why are we talking about your mother in Paris when mm. you were two seconds ago, you were just talking to Archer in hell? Yeah, it definitely uh, splits in that sense where he jumps around a lot. Um, where he's talking in the past tense to the present tense pretty frequently. Yeah. Never really talks to the future in the book, but, no. um, he does swap between those two pretty frequently. Um, it was an easy read though. I'll give it, it wasn't a bad book per se. I just it definitely wasn't my favorite book. Honestly, I would say it was closer for me. It was like a seven out of 10. Yeah. I give it probably a six out of 10. I'm a big fan of uh, how the whole book goes overall. I thought it flows very nicely where she starts off not having a clue and no memory. Mm. And then they start off with the whole breakfast club in hell theme. Yeah. Only to get to the call center. And she ends up taking over, throws it all away to go back to jail. Like, I like that whole section of the plot. And that doesn't start until well into the book i mean right yeah. around i think like page 150 and it's only 240 pages yeah i was gonna say i wish they got into that a bit earlier but i wasn't mm-hmm. sure if it's just because we dragged on those first 50 pages so long that it seemed like it took a long I time i think so because there's not a lot of words on those pages we've all read those dictionaries before that were like that super tiny print and you're like how much could you pack onto a page and they were pushing it yeah they're not really doing that with this book definitely a solid two to three day read and uh, I don't know. So thumbs up, thumbs down. Would you or would you not recommend? Um, I guess I'd recommend. <clears throat> I'd recommend. Like I said, it's an easy read. It's a short read. Okay. Well, obviously, I'm going to say I recommend um, just because he was the writer of Fight Club and doesn't get any better than that. Um, Olivia, go over our next book. Yeah. So our next book we're going to be reading is called The Mortal Coil by Emily Suvada. Um, and I just pulled up the the quick recap as to what's happening, and basically, she this girl in this book is like a gene like DNA hacker, and she's got to get some vaccine to basically rescue the world, right? Yes, is that the I whole think idea? so. Yeah. All right. So, 
the theme of this book we're going with is some sort of sci-fi medical. I believe that that's how yeah, we looked it up. Yeah, that's how we Googled it. Yeah, so um, yeah, so we're going with a sci-fi medical book, and we're going to see how this goes. And I'm definitely going to be cheering for it to be way more sci-fi than medical. I'm talking about robots and AIs and stuff. And mm, I don't think there's going to be travel. any robots or AI. Well, I'm already disappointed. Okay. So. Well. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, oh, and coming up next week, we are going to start having an Audible link. Um, we're going to be starting that. So you can do a one-month trial. I'm talking it up already, but we'll go over it more then. Um, I'm a big fan of Audible. Never been disappointed. So, But we'll go over that next week, guys. I just wanted you to know Frankie had a seltzer <laughs> when we started this 10 minutes ago, and it's already gone. Oh, my God. Did I you chug hugging it? this thing. It's delicious. Are you dehydrated? Probably. Yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, these uh, with cranberry lime polar seltzers. Mm. I'm all about these things. Um, we are going to move into our new Doctor and Dork segment soon, but um, I figured we could briefly mention we're going to go camping this upcoming weekend. Yes, so our episode five is going to be with our friends. Um, we are all going to be out camping for July 4th. Again, if any of you don't like the idea that people are out having fun, well, we're all young. Like, well, our group is, not you guys. Um, <laughs> Why do you got to make this so political? I can't just say we're going camping and what? everybody can think what they it's like. Not camp- it's not just camping. People are always going to be like, shame on you. Mm. It's like, well, you know what? It's out in the woods. They're all people you work with anyways. It's already people you're going to share germs That's with. true. That is equally That's true. That's how I think about it. But yeah, yeah, so we're going camping. Yeah, so <laughs> keep tuning on that. Um, and I think now we'll move into our, our newest Dr. and Dork segment. I think I'm going to kick us off. So I did some, like, actual research this week for this segment. Are you proud? Um, mildly. I don't even know what we're getting into here. Well, I know. That's because I'm going to ask you what, um... I think you just got jealous that I had my dork <laughs> section last week. I think nobody wanted to hear. We had a Everybody. comment. We had a comment that said, more doctor, less dork. Look, we're so. going to pretend that comment didn't Shout happen. Out, so... <laughs> <laughs> So my thoughts for you, since you're so adamant on discussing this coronavirus situation, is what do you think about some of these latest treatments they've been What are the latest treatments? Besides whatever Donald Trump is apparently saying now. Hydroxychloroquine or what's yeah. he saying now? Have know. they gotten rid of that one yet? Um, so two papers were redacted about that and mm. I, therefore I don't think anybody's using it anymore. Yeah, so that, that was a stupid idea. Alright, what was the other but next But the latest one? things in the news have been remdesivir and dexamethasone you know anything about either no. one of those not even dexamethasone you know De- like prednisone that sounds like meth it does not sound dexamethasone like meth. anyway so yeah okay for those of you who have been reading the news <laughs> you've at least seen the headlines show up about these and me being the scientist that i am i want to like actually dive into the literature and like see you know, because the headline's always like, promising new future for coronavirus with the following <laughs> treatment. And it's like, okay, but like, is it actually promising? So this remdesivir one, I think everybody's probably been seeing lately because it's been getting a very high price tag. Have you seen that? That's a good trivia question. No. How much is it? $3,000 is, is what they're considering. What the hell? Was it made of gold? Tag. Um, so that's been causing a lot of drama. But anyways, Jeez. this study was published in the New England Journal of Medicine. And I just wanted you to know, like, what are the actual outcomes that they used here? So yeah. the first one they used was your median length of stay in the hospital, your median recovery time. So they found the group that was treated 
had a recovery time of 11 days versus the group that was not treated, which was 15 days. So four days. Yeah, and I mean, the p-value for all of you statisticians, oh, they didn't give us a p-value. Yeah, they did. It was less than 0.05, so that is statistically significant. But yeah, it's only like four days. So you so, there's four days off of your hospital's bill? Uh, yeah, essentially. Oh. So then the better question, I think what more people care about is how is it going to impact your death, right? Like, mm-hmm. that's the only thing people really care about. Mm-hmm. And that there was no significant difference between the groups. It was 7.1% with treatment and 11.9% with placebo. And that was non-significant when they ran their stats. Oh. So for me, is it worth $3,000? I don't have? know. What's four days in a hospital run you? That's a valid question, but I mean, at the end of the day, your insurance is going to agree to pay a hospital a capped number anyways, and mm. so there's that. So then the other question is, what about this dexamethasone situation? Dexamethasone is a pretty cheap drug. Oh, I did name considered. that right earlier. Yeah, that, that sounds like meth. <laughs> anyways. Yeah, people are given meth. No. <laughs> this one actually did reduce the death. So this one's kind of interesting because they broke it into types of patients based on how much respiratory assistance they needed. So patients that were ventilated, it reduced their death by one third. So 29% of patients treated died versus 40% who were not treated. Now that to me is a pretty significant difference, I feel. Um, If you required oxygen therapy, it also reduced the risk, but by a little less, only one-fifth, so 22% versus Hmm. 25%. However, the big takeaway from this study was that if you did not require either ventilation or oxygen, it didn't make a difference. So people are going to read these headlines, and they're going to be like, oh, dexamethasone, that's an easy drug to give. I know something about that, and they're just going to give it to all of their patients, even though most of their patients, it's not going to be. So only the really ill ones need it. Yes. That was a mouthful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's very interesting though. I feel. So, do either of these sound like promising things? Cuz all right, I know nothing about this. Let's be real here, Olivia. Um <laughs> the dexamethasone I think will get some traction just cuz it's already like so widely available on the market. Mm. Um the remdesivir, I don't know, I think once they gave it that price tag, I think some people. Like if you can either give remdesivir and it's not going to help your mortality, and it's $3,000. Or you can give dexamethasone, which is going to be a few bucks, probably a little bit more than a few yeah. bucks, and it is going to help your death rate. Who's going to ever give this expensive mm. drug with really bad side effects? That no is one. true, yeah. So, I don't know. They're also trying to make an inhaled form of the drug now. What? No, I don't think. Personally, I don't think that's going to work. What are you doing? Sorry, I'm uh, scratching. All right, dork it up. Let's hear it. What? I'm scratching. Sorry, you lost. Dork me. it All up. Right. <laughs> I didn't want to be mean, so this I let you rant. This isn't called the dork and the dork. Oh man. So, all right. I just want to go over, guys. Oh, if any of you are gamers, what are you playing on? We have the PS, the the PlayStation fan club. All right, the best fan club in the world. Then we have our Xbox Microsoft lovers, which uh, we can all agree they suck. Um, and then there is this alleged PC master race over here. You have the just apparently PC is the way to go. Not you gaming laptop people. Apparently you guys don't count. Um, what I about spend, like uh, the Wii, like the Nintendo people? I don't even think Nintendo's really on the scene anymore. Really? Think, all right, we'll toss Nintendo in there. All right, so we got Nintendo. So you got Microsoft, you have with their Xbox platform, which I'm not too sure what the next one coming out. They have Xbox One, 
And then I don't know what the next one is. I'm a GameCube kind of girl. Yeah, GameCube. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Nintendo still has your heart. Um, then you have uh, Sony with their PlayStation 5 coming out. That'll be out this fall. So will the new Xbox. And then you have Nintendo. So we got the Wii U, I think, is the last one they had. Um, and that's always awesome with Super Smash Brothers. Um, but the last one being console players. Actual, or not console players, but you know, computer PC. players, PC players. Listen, before you get into this, I have a question for you. All right. What are your pros and cons of the? Because I know you're going to go, you're going to talk nonstop about these PC players, right? That's the direction this conversation's heading? No, no, no. I just oh. want to see, I want to get a feel with uh, what everybody's playing on. What do you like better about the Xbox versus, the, well, you like the PlayStation better. So what do you like better yes. about PlayStation versus I Xbox? only like PlayStation better. I think Xbox has a better controller. Um, and I would say both their machines are equal in computing power. So basically your gaming experience is really neither here nor there, um, Xbox One to PS4. So all that's left is the culmination of titles that they have. And I think all Xbox has to run on these days. They had Fable for a real long time. Um, they have Halo still. Um, so Gears like Halo, of War. they didn't put out like Halo didn't create a version for PlayStation. No, so oh. it's exclusively on Xbox. Aren't most of the games available on both? In my mind, um, that's how it would be. A good chunk of them, yes, hmm. but we don't discuss those games as much, only because you can get them anywhere. But then you have things like God of War that was exclusive to uh, PlayStation, and that was that's up there with Gears of War. Um, there, there's several other like. Uh, franchises they set up but the whole same idea so anyway and then pc gets everything mm. pcs literally gets everything no matter what so anyway so they release uh, everything to um pc but i want to know is it really is the gaming really that much better i hear that the reaction times are faster um they can hotkey abilities and whatnot faster um and so on and so forth yeah it just kills but I can't get over PlayStation. There's nothing nice about sitting in front of a console, right in front of a TV, rather than a computer in a corner. How much is this console going to run for? Uh, PS5, I know they were saying it was upwards of like five or $600. So why is anybody going to spend that when they can just use their computer they already have for every single game? Um, and then you don't need to worry. Because is you it available cannot do Xbox? it with a laptop. Can't just, do it with a laptop. Well, you just said PC. Okay, their yeah. console, their homemade computer that they built. Well, a lot of computers aren't built out for it, though. I mean, custom-made computers are. Yeah. But a lot, a vast majority of the home consoles out there, like the homemade computers, yeah. they're built for work. For, you know, Word and Spreadsheets, it, Excel. It seems like to me, being the bargain hunter that I am, that it'd be more cost-effective to build one really good PC than to every two to three years have to go out and buy the new console. And I wouldn't feel like I needed to buy both the PlayStation and the Xbox because from what you're <laughs> saying, the PC can use either game. No, it's true. It's true. But they really don't get as much traction. Hmm. Honestly. It's you know just... what they need? You know, we should um, build when this podcast flops and we need another source of secondary what? money. Is <laughs> a remote controllers for the PC. Something like a Chromecast where it projects on your TV and then we also have a remote because that's Ooh. all that's missing, right, is the remote. You want that tangible thing in your hand. Yeah, it is You nice don't want to press that. the up and down in the space It's bar. nice having that tactile response in your hands. Yeah. But that was all I had for uh, my dork shit this week, guys. Sorry to drag that on. But uh, that's where we uh, – yeah, so I just want to know, Xbox, PlayStation, or PC, who's out there and what are you guys playing?
So. Um, we got a little time, so I was going to save this riveting topic for next episode, but I might as well just hit on it now. My road rage problems? Oh, we should have done that, but no. <laughs> Brushing your teeth. Oh, Jesus. So Frankie uses one of them big-ass, huge splurts of toothpaste <laughs> on his toothbrush. And I personally just use a little pea-sized amount. Um, what she's referencing is how much toothpaste I use, all right? She uses a non-existent amount. A pea size. As in, you might as well just be brushing your teeth with water. And then I'm using a full brush head's worth of toothpaste, all right? So what what are you guys doing? Yeah, I have a are lot of questions pros or cons here? on this. Second, I always rinse my toothbrush off first before I begin brushing. Because my health teacher used to say, you never know if a fly landed on your toothbrush before you <laughs> brush your teeth. But everybody else I know doesn't rinse it off till after they put the, the toothpaste on there. And I think you do this. You run your toothbrush underwater once you put your toothpaste. Yeah. Why? Why do you run it underwater? Once you, are you You're looking gonna... <laughs> to dislodge the toothpaste? In which case, maybe you should have just used the pea size. You know why? Because I'm trying to get some water on it for when I put it in my mouth. Mm, because I feel like it sucks dry, trying to brush with dry toothpaste. Yeah. So I like to get some water on it and then I toss it. Have you ever seen those little things you can get like in a bottle that are just like little nuggets of toothpaste? It's supposed to be more like eco-friendly what? or something. You've never seen that? That, that sounds like a travel-sized toothpaste? No, it's like little droplets of toothpaste. Okay, we can go on. Get out of here with your droplets of toothpaste. Um, but the other thing is the open and closed mouth. Oh, yeah, you wanted to go over. All right, guys. So who? how do you guys brush your teeth? I brush my teeth, no problem, with my mouth closed. I guess this kind of goes into, like, do you chew with your mouth open or I don't know. I chew, I chew with my mouth uh, okay. closed. Okay, I feel like that was something I would remember. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so do you guys brush your teeth with your mouth closed or open? Like, can you get your front two teeth and stuff? That's what Olivia is real curious about here. Hang on, I'm showing Frenchie And she's not making up. Wow. Cool, right? It's just a tablet, huh? Yeah, you just pop it in your mouth and then brush. Oh, I'm not a fan of that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I always brush with my mouth open. Like, did your parents teach you to brush with your mouth closed? I couldn't even begin to tell you. I don't really remember my folks teaching me to brush my teeth. I mean, they must have at some point. <laughs> I know, but same. I don't it know seems either. like, uh, no, no, nothing that stands out. All right. Um, I think we only got one more thing here that we're going to add on to the end. Unless you got anything else you want to... Um, I think that is it, guys. Yeah, we got to know. I think we rushed this episode. I think no, that's what it was. No, we got one more segment, I said. Our phrase of the week. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Oh. I, I got that. Yeah, we're down to, like, our last topic, though. Yeah, well, we've... that's fine. Then I'm going to tell them how they can contact us. Mm, you know? got to leave, like, 30 seconds for the that huge. outro. Yeah, you used up extra time last <laughs> week, so... <laughs> All right, so... Do you remember what our phrase is? Um, of course I have what our phrase is. Okay. So, have you guys ever... We're going to start going over a phrase and where it comes from. Yeah. Um, so, we're going to go over coming in clutch. He's, right. he's, he's so unprepared. I'm so unprepared. You have no idea. He was supposed to get this audible code. Now he's desperate <laughs> for me to look at where the term coming in clutch comes oh from. Oh, my God. Well, Why didn't you just go for a bang for your buck? Because a you bang knew for, that one. Because I knew a bang for your buck. I'm interested this in knowing this too. This one was hard too. to find. I just found it deeps in the depths of Reddit, <laughs> and now you want me to find it in 20 seconds for the podcast. Yes. Why don't is... you do a bang for your buck? Instead? All right, guys. Fine. So we're gonna go with a bang for your buck instead of coming in clutch. 
Because Olivia apparently could not come in clutch at this moment. (laughs) (laughs) Grinding them gears. So, a bang for your buck, all right? So, this refers, well, more bang for your buck. So, like Ollie's bargain outlet. Exactly, getting more bang for your buck. Do you actually remember what this one is, or you need me to look this one? No, I've said it three times. You keep interrupting me here, all right? (laughs) So, this came about when it was talking about the cost effectiveness of getting more bullets for your actual dollar. More like uh, this was Scott Western times, I would assume. That was what we ended up reading. I don't think so. I read it was like in the 1950s. I didn't read anything. Was it really the 1950s? I really thought it went back a lot older than that. Uh, But yeah, you're right. It was during like World War II or something. We did see the one for World War II where it was their slogan for more bang for your buck. Yeah, get at me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I believe it was referenced in buying U.S. Oh, God, they're the treasury notes. But it was like... Yeah, the bonds. Thank you. Um, But yeah, it was like buying U.S. bonds. Way to come in clutch. (laughs) (laughs) So, and that's what it was. It was like a slogan. Just like they had the... What was it? uh, Uncle Sam wants you for the army. Yeah. Or Or the girl flexing that says, you can do it. We can do it. Yeah, the original Nike person. Is that true? (laughs) Just do it. (laughs) We can do it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Yeah, I'm a loser. Anything else? That was I, a little subpar phrase of the week. We'll do better next yeah, week. Yeah, we I will promise. do better next week. All right, guys, that's about it. So we will talk to you later. Olivia? Um, follow us on Instagram at Dr. And Dork and send emails to dorc at gmail.com. Remember, you're spelling out the and, A N D, because Gmail doesn't allow me to use the and symbol. Lame Gmail. Step your game up. That's it. I hope you all have a great July 4th. Stay safe. Stay great. Stay awesome. <laughs> you got enough stays? <laughs> Jeez. All right. Talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.